Yes. And so what would be the problem with veering back into... Absolutely nothing. I will always movies? talk about Arnold movies. I'm telling you, Erica, I'm going to be so mad when that evolution show doesn't open with the evolution theme song. You are. You're going to be really disappointed. I'm going to be fucking furious. You are. Very much so. You are. Just, I, I, I like... Drew, what was it? I see the light in the sand. <laughs> Time to find out. Who I am. Evolution. <laughs> Bob, evolution. Are, 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 you, are you aware of the evolution stable? Stable. It's Triple no. H, and all Triple H's theme songs must be Motorhead. Yes, it's a requirement. Once he uh, married the, the boss's daughter. But it's uh, Batista, Ric Flair, and uh, baby Randy Orton were all in uh, Evolution with Triple H. And it went just as well as you would expect. No one ever turned on each other. Welcome, everyone, to Subtle Interference. Mm. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. Also known as co-host, but that's cool. Hmm? What? What? Yo. Joining us today, special guest. Hi. Welcome, welcome back. Hi, guys. To your own home. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I definitely did not just ignore the wrestling discussion and cut it off at the first opportunity that I had. Mm. So they're doing an evolution show? Yeah, it's for the women. It's a women, all women's pay-per-view. And Alex uh, allowed himself to get excited about it. That was was an obvious error. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you do that? You know better than that. Apparently, a week after that evolution show, they're going back to Saudi Arabia. Are they really? <laughs> of course they are, Erica. They made like $20 million for one show. What? Yeah. What? Why do you think they've given up any, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Integrity. There you go. <laughs> Just chasing that paper, baby. Yeah, they're real short on cash over in the WWE. They got to do what they got to do. So when the Saudi princes call upon you to run another show for them, you you go. You step two. I mean, I, I'd be a little careful there, though. I mean, the, Saudi, the, the one of the Saudi families is selling one of their 747-8Is. So, you know, they could be hard up. And, we, and Vince just doesn't know it yet. Mm-hmm. I read an article that the Saudi prince who promoted that show is like going to cut off the heads of five journalists next week or something. Oh, cool. That's fun. <laughs> so that's, a that, nice that's a good, that's something you really want to be associated with, Alex. Yeah, I think so. For sure. Is he going to do it personally? I don't think they get their hands dirty personally. See, to <laughs> Maybe me, if though, you're really bored. that would be like, oh, yeah, no, we're going to cut those guys' head off. No, I want to do it. Like, that's like the whole point. See, that I completely believe. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Well, five-time-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I don't think it's a five-times-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I, I think, think it's, it's a five-time-in-one-afternoon opportunity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, we oh. shouldn't laugh about that. That's not funny. It's different human. cultures, Erica. We should respect different cultures. We should respect their right to cut the heads off of journalists. <laughs> Fuck those guys. What this was- is not how I thought this episode of Subtle Interference would start, but I'm okay with it. What is Ned Stark's line in Game of Thrones if you uh if you who he who passes the sentence should um Oh, who he who passes the sentence should swing the sword. There you go. 
So at least it makes sense. See, when um, when Sean Bean says it, it sounds so much more stately, though. Well, yeah, me and Sean Bean do not have the same voice. No, no, that's very true. Unfortunately. I can't believe they killed off Sean Bean one season <laughs> in. Like, no, you know what was great about that, though, Alex? The best actor on the whole show. You were like, oh, great, Sean Bean finally has his HBO show. It's going to be fucking great. And then you're like, wait, what? Oh, oh okay, cool. I guess that's fine. <laughs> Speaking of Sean Bean tie-ins, I was reading an article the other day about the making of GoldenEye 007. <laughs> and I knew it was going to go there, and I'm very happy that it ended up going there. Easily one of the best shooters ever made. Yes. Oh, God, yeah. And I guess I didn't one realize... One of the best Bonds, too, I would argue. Yeah, it's definitely my... I mean, I'm biased, but it's my favorite <laughs> Bond. Easily the best Pierce Brosnan Bond by a mile. Not, oh yeah, all the other close. all the other They're ones are. Great. I couldn't even. I know I Halle think Berry the was in one. Follow up was okay. Was it Tomorrow Never Dies? Well, because he what? did three, right? It's Goldeneye. Tomorrow Never Dies. The world is not enough. Isn't Die Another Day in there too? Did he do four? I'm not sure. I think he might have done four. I. Couldn't t- after Goldeneye, I just don't give a fuck. Goldeneye was a masterpiece, oh, and it's so there good. was nothing to change in that movie. It's so good. Xenia on a top, choking men to death with her legs <laughs> around their <laughs> abdomens. Uh, Hagrid, is he in there? Yeah, nice, clean shaven, but he's in there. <laughs> just the Sean Bean factor. I liked. Uh, what was Natalia? Who was who was the love interest? It's Natalia. I don't remember her full name. She's though. the computer programmer, and unlike most of the Bond girls who are complete nincompoops, she was actually somewhat self reliant mm-hmm. without needing to be rescued at every turn. I mean, she was rescued a fair well, amount. Well, sure, but that's so just that is what right, it is. It's a Bond movie, right? Uh, but talking about the game, I mean, what was your level? What which was the one you always wanted to play? I don't know if I had like a favorite level that I played over and over again. I just always remember playing. What was the hardest difficulty? 007 agent or something? Something like that. Yeah, double yeah. O. Or secret, whatever. Yeah, double O agent. Yeah, I think that's right. I remember I was playing the whole game through on the hardest difficulty, and you get to the, like, I think it was the final level where you're chasing Trevelyan through the satellite, you know, and mm-hmm. you're trying to kill him. And I must have died in that level on that difficulty <laughs> minimum a hundred times. And at the end, it was like I'm sitting there, you know, you're sitting there all day and you're just being just your soul is getting crushed. And I was so close to just quitting and never coming back to beat that <laughs> final mission. And I I actually literally sat there and started praying to God. I'm like <laughs> I'm like, please. Please, let God, me do this. let me beat this fucking level. It's so hard. So I can just move on with my day and my life. Please. And, and I actually beat the level on the next try. <gasps> so it, oh. he was listening. Well, and that was that last level, you ended up on a timer too, right? So you couldn't even do some Nancy bullshit where you're like run around and like try and shoot people from different places and run away sniper rifle yeah, i don't i don't remember all the details i just remember chasing him around on that fucking satellite and dying relentlessly it would be fun to bust that out again well that was and that was a, a good example of a game where 
everyone like you, the single player was really good and the multiplayer was defining yeah well that's some of the funny stuff i was reading about so the multiplayer was a last second edition really and they didn't yeah it was just going to be a single player game and it, it was the multiplayer was planned but it was like a stretch goal like if we can get everything done depending on where we get then we'll, we'll try get... to do multiplayer if we have time so i think the game got pushed back a little bit could you imagine what would have how that would have impacted everything if it, if it hadn't come out well it still had a great single player oh this yeah but I, what i loved about it was everyone was like oh i'm great at golden eye let's play some golden eye and you no one was good on at golden eye right just poop on them <laughs> you just cheat with uh odd job <laughs> blatant <laughs> cheating by the way they that's one of the things they said in the interview of course it's cheating but we left it in because you know we figure people make their own rules you know ban ban them because he was the only one who would break the uh, hit detection for the auto aim. We but were playing. Uh, was it by Ben and Leela's not too long ago? They've had uh, an N sixty four hooked up. And yeah, we fired it up and we're like running around with the slappers only. And uh, what was it? Explosives. Hey, maybe we'll get to do that again when Nintendo eventually releases the N sixty four classic. I wonder if they have. Total control of those GoldenEye rights, though. I don't think that they do. Probably not. Because Cause that was a rare game, right? Yeah. Well, it was. It's it, See, what happened, to, it was rare. A while ago, but Microsoft was. License? Microsoft, there's that as well that's involved. Microsoft was going to do. Um, like, you know how they released a remake of Perfect Dark for the 360 that ran 1080p, 60 FPS? Mm hmm. They were working on the same thing with Goldeneye, and it was actually completed. It was done. And they had an agreement in place with, I think it's MGM, Activision, and Nintendo. Like, everyone had to sign off. Because I think at the time, Activision had the Bond license, and they might still. I don't know. And at the last second, Nintendo pulled out. Jacking. It was going to come out on the Wii, and it was going to come out on the 360. And both versions were done. Nintendo didn't want to have the worst version show up on their console because obviously the Wii was not going to run that game at 1080 No, That's a shame. That would have been amazing on the 360. So it's, it's like sitting in a vault somewhere, and I'm sure like very few people have ever gotten to play that version. That sucks. That would have had online play. Oh, that would that, have been great. Yeah, that would have been awesome. If you online play was your thing, but even just to have it, you know, uh, couch co-op or, you know, just hanging out on the couch together. Well, because it was probably about six, seven years ago, they released um, an HD remake of GoldenEye, but with, um, they replaced Pierce Brosnan with Well, that, that was like Craig. a different, I know what you're talking about. That yeah. was like a different game, though. That wasn't the same. It wasn't a, a punch for punch, but it was the same game. They called it GoldenEye, didn't they? Yeah, it was the same levels, and I, I think they had modified some things. And like, if you had the um, the PlayStation uh, Plus bullshit or whatever their motion bullshit was, is uh, you could get like a rifle. Yeah, that was it. You get a rifle um, peripheral, and which was horrible. It was a piece of shit. No, I remember, that... but it was GoldenEye. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember it being similar though. I never played I it. I, I can't to speak it to again. it because I heard it. I was like, "Oh, cool, Goldeneye remake," and I was like, "It's not that." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'm cool. Thanks." 
I'm fine. Yeah, but there was some interesting stuff in the interview with like they interviewed like five of the developers, including um was it Ken Ken Lob? I think he still works at Microsoft or no? Yeah, I can't remember. But remember, there was like a character in the game like David Doak, and that was one of the developers, or you know, so. Yeah, but its development actually preceded the N64 even being announced or knowing anything about the hardware, mm. I think, because they said when they were making it, there was no N64 controller yet, so they were using, like, a hacked Sega Saturn controller to test the game. Yeah, and multiplayer was the last second edition. They basically completed it before they took it to Nintendo for approval because mm. they didn't want to... They basically wanted to say, like, hey, it's already done, you know, just give us the green lights. Did you and have a Sega Saturn or no? No. Okay. I had a friend that had one because they had Knights on it. I loved that game. Knights was great. One of the other things they said was at one point, all the Bonds were in the game. Oh. Like all the actors. Mm -hmm. But when MGM came through and looked at the game, they said, we can't do that because then we'd have to pay rights to everyone. And Sean Connery's going to want more money than everybody. And then once he wants more money, then Pierce Brosnan's going to want more money. So right. it'll be a so total shit show. We're not doing that. So right. we'll just stick with the people who've already signed off. Well, there was uh, we were watching the Jim Position the other day, and uh, he he brought up an interesting point talking about old games. Is that it's just to get the rights for everything is so impossible because not only you're dealing you got to remember you go back to when the game came out and you're talking about how crazy it was make getting the rights when it came out mm -hmm. and then all those you know those uh those companies have been bought and sold and split and right. it's all over the place so actually getting the green light to do it is it can be near impossible. Well that's the frustrating thing with like old TV shows too like Daria we're never going to get a proper blu-ray release of daria because all those songs mtv doesn't want to have to pay the licensing rights for them mm -hmm. which is like okay but i don't want to watch that with like shitty like filler music i want to watch the original fucking show right and then so high host streaming yeah and then you end up with problems of you know it, it's is the market big enough to justify the cost and a lot of times they don't think so and so you think about um and then sometimes you get people who are just dicks and who are going to hold it up no matter what. And I think that's why you can't buy Dawn of the Dead today. It's actually impossible to buy. Really? Uh, because. It's uh, unfortunate. Isn't it like the best one? Well. It, Is Dawn of the Dead the one in the mall? The first one. Yeah. I think so. Well, no, no. The first one is Night of the Living Dead. Is that it? I can't remember. One of them, you can't. You just straight up can't buy it, um, because someone owns the rights to it who's demanding ludicrous amounts of money. That just hold off is completely, you know, not going to happen. So you can't actually get a copy of it. That sucks. Well, you know, when Nintendo inevitably does that N sixty four classic, which will probably be what's next, right? You would assume so. They've done they've done NES, they've done Super NES. The N sixty four was next, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah there wasn't okay. anything in between, unless they do some so, kind of a handheld thing, like a Game if, Boy Classic. If they yeah they could, which would if be kind of cool. If they do want to put GoldenEye on there, and Microsoft actually has a say rights wise, Microsoft should be like, hey, you know, we'd love to let you do that, 
If only we could release that GoldenEye remake we talked about before on our system. Hmm? Hmm? But, yeah, to your point where you were talking about is kind of losing things to history. That's why, you know, like, getting ROMs online doesn't feel really like doing something illegal when there's no way to get a legal copy. We had this discussion because this was what the Jimquisition was about this past week. Or maybe, I forget, we watched it this week. I don't know Mm -hmm. if this week's uh, episode, but... Yeah, where it's like a lot of stuff is just lost to time. And if they don't have the ROM of it, because these people, there's no other way to get it. And it's like, all right, well, what the fuck, you know? So if you're not going to provide me, I want to give you money. If you're not going to give me a way to give you money, then I'm going to find a way to play this thing that I want to play. Or you're going to dramatically overprice what's essentially you publishing a ROM on your store. Because that's what Nintendo loved to do with the virtual console on the Wii or the Wii U is... Um, when you get to a point where it's like, I'm not paying again. What what really annoyed me about the Nintendo stuff was, okay, I bought some stuff on the Wii. Why didn't those purchases transfer over to the Wii U? Yeah, M- Microsoft is doing the most consumer-friendly version of this stuff where... If Which is you, amazing. If you, <laughs> you know, own the digital rights to a game from the Xbox 360 and it becomes backwards compatible, you just have that game. And that's the way it should be. I right. bought it once, I shouldn't have to buy it. And if, I don't if, care if, if it's a, only five bucks. And if a game if a game becomes backwards compatible that you have a disc version of, pop it in your console so we know you own it, and we'll download the digital version for you. Like, yeah, you're going to need this DVD in when you want to play, so we know you own the game, but we're not going to double charge you for games I, you already bought. I do think this is something that lawmakers are going to have to tackle um you know assuming we ever get through these nightmare years of insanity nope this is going to be the last president bob probably um but if we do (laughs) as you know there's still a fair amount of people who get things on disc um it's dropping uh and it won't be too long before everything is digital and then it's going to be well you know, what rights do you have over your digital content? You know, it's very easy to say you have all the rights in the world to take your copy of Bioshock to GameStop and sell it because you're an idiot. Um, but, you know, it, it, that's it, it's something material and it's it's easier to conceptualize. Um, and for one, those idiots in Congress have no idea what a digital media file is probably. But yeah, you're looking for solutions there. That's not going to happen. I think that's the only way you're going to come to, you're going to come to something reasonable though, because it's well, think- kind of the wild, wild west of, of buying and selling stuff out in the, you know, in e-commerce and digital media. You need something to say, no, I bought this. I have a right to it and I have a right to play it on any device i have that can play it see and that's how i ultimately felt like if i bought like the legend of zelda on you know the nintendo back way in the day i'm like i bought that game already if i don't have it anymore for whatever reason it got tossed it got destroyed i'm going on and i'm playing a rom of it online somewhere just i already bought it i'm not gonna buy it again and then there's the factor of you know it's not really an enjoyable experience to plug an NES into a HDTV. 
you know it's just not i mean you i have a much more enjoyable experience of playing the game through an emulator right at proper resolution i haven't touched the nes classic that you picked up mm-hmm. so i don't know how it looks on the tv downstairs well, but that's but great. that's but that's different that's an emu that's game that's no, an right. emulator running right. a rom at a much higher resolution but getting a nintendo i'm talking about plugging in a regular nintendo. nes right, right. And, like and now the game's running at like 240i or something like right. that yeah. you know You're like oh, i just did a cataract on a 4k like, what, what tv what the fuck is going on i well, mean i don't it, i don't necessarily have a problem uh with the classics uh considering we have both of them uh but you know i i look at it as a convenience thing you know it's it makes it easy for me to plug into the tv play what i want to play and that's fine i don't think though like to your point you've bought it you own it like why why does it have to be so hard for you to be able to continue to play something you've owned for 20 30 years well and another factor is if you buy stuff on the playstation store or the nintendo store or the microsoft store if they come along and decide to ban your account for whatever reason you got on there and you dropped some n-bombs or you know, you deserved it. Let's just pretend you deserved it. You did something and you deserved it. You suddenly lose access to everything you've ever bought on your account. Right. You know? Well, did the PlayStation ones, did, can you get that on PlayStation 4? Like, say, I have, I bought Final Fantasy Tactics, Final Fantasy 7 on the PlayStation 3. No, no, no. That's, I'm just more talking about digital rights in general. Oh, no, no. I understand, but I'm asking. I don't, no, I don't think no. that you can. The, Microsoft, uh, Sony is not nearly as forgiving in this which is regard. why we still have our playstation 3 because i have seven mm-hmm. tactics i'm planning yeah. on getting nine at some point sony's solution for old games is you should either rebuy them if there's a version that you can or play them through that playstation now subscription service yeah. on it which is like a shitty streaming nah, service i'm good so you bought the snes classic as well uh yeah he saw it at target one day and picked it up does that come with one controller or two? Two. Two? What's yeah. there to play on there, two-player? Uh, what is that? There's, I know for a fact there's Donkey Kong Country because we were playing that at uh, Jack's mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. Yep. Um, Mario Kart's got to be on there, right? Mario Kart is on there. Which is like, yes. <laughs> to me, that first version is like the perfect version. I love that Mario Kart. I'm just wondering like, if there's any good games that I could let Bob beat me in. <laughs> wow. Hurtful. Um, I don't know. I haven't taken a look at it. I know um, it's not a two-player game, but isn't Link to the Past on there? I believe so, yeah. So some dicks at the table can finally fucking play it. Um, not that I'm talking about anyone in particular. No, not at all. No, not at all. To be fair, that dick at the table hasn't played anything ever. That's fair. Hey, that's not true. Super Mario World's on there too, right? We have to yes. be. Yeah, that's it would like, have to be. Like, yes, just Could you imagine them selling that without it? <laughs> Give me a weekend. I'm pretty sure that's the box art for the front of the thing. I love that fucking game. That game is so good. I still prefer Super Mario Brothers 3, You're but a communist, that's fine. No, I no. I mean, they're both great terrorists. Games. Oh, terrorists. We, we've upgraded. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Um, what was I going to say? No, yeah, I yeah, I I had a that was one of the first games I like beat the shit out of. Like found all the Rainbow Road stuff, all the stick. Yeah, that was like my jam. <laughs> I loved that shit. Still looks good too. The art in that game is absolutely great. In my opinion. Well, yeah, a lot. 
Sorry. No worries. A lot of the old sprite games hold up way better than old 3D games. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I go back and I play Final Fantasy VII and it's like, like this looks like I, shit. I, I think about like when the N64 classic eventually does come out. Oof. Some of those. Ugh. I mean, I can power through. It's, it's not like to the point where I'm like, I can't fucking play this, but... I will say. Because you know where it came from. I mean, those games, a lot of those N64 games would have come out, like, in the late 90s, early 2000s. Well, what was it? Ocarina of Time came out in 98. That's That'll be 20 years old this year. Yeah. <sighs> that's sad. <laughs> We're going to be in the grave soon, Erica. <laughs> Jesus. Get ready. We have to do a playthrough of that. The uh, It's been a while since I've played. There's so many bugs in that game. Oh, my. Time skips. Dude, I I remember I was uh, I had one playthrough. Um, I had gotten I was in the water temple and I had done like pretty. The water temple was the last thing I had uh, ex- to do. Ex- fuck the water temple. And uh, very true. And I got in there and I somehow got trapped. I could not get out. I could not revert my save. There was nothing I could fucking do. Did you like just abandon the game for I had, like months? I I just had to start from scratch. <laughs> Are you sure you weren't just a dummy and you couldn't figure it out, Alex? I tried everything. I do remember one time in there where I had the water like all the way up, and there was a there's a room in that central uh, kind of circular uh, uh, main kind of through whatever. And in the like third level, you can see it where you can adjust the water height. And I was just like, I'm not going through the entire... No, I just want to jump up there. So I kept trying. And eventually I glitched up there. And I was like, oh, thank you fucking Christ. <laughs> I hated that temple. Did you watch that video I sent you yesterday about Bloodborne? No, I did not. So someone's been going through the game files and figuring out, you know, what content got cut. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. So they figured out, you know how in the DLC when you come upon Lady Maria that she's already dead? Well, there were other states in the D- in the game built in with all the voice lines of other interactions you could have with her. So they're Oh. Because I don't know if you remember with but that section before you go into like that hospital where they were experimenting on people. Mhm. That guy, that other hunter Simon basically tells you, "Hey, okay, you need to go kill Lady Maria to keep going and see, figure out what's going on. Right, to get to the uh, the fishing hamlet. <laughs> yeah, where truly evil things took place. <laughs> and in there were other versions of the game where she was alive when you first get there. So you talk to her and you meet her and she might even let you pass without having to kill her. Um, and then, That was such a good fight, though. Well, I know. So there, there's that. There were a lot of different states she could be in. Gotcha. She could be, and if you didn't kill her and you left and came back, then you would find out that Simon actually killed her instead, um, because he wanted her dead for various bloodborne reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just interesting, and all the dialogue was in there too. Like it's all still in the game. It's just that it's all turned off. It's and so interesting to me that they just leave that shit in there. Well, well, I love that people can go, like, mine through the files then and, like, find, like, they found, uh... They found, uh, like, old bosses. Yeah, that, stuff that wasn't used that just kind of is still in there. Well, I think what happens, Bob, is they, 
they leave it because if they remove it, it might break something else. Yeah. Or it might cause bugs that are unforeseen. So it's, yeah, so just, it's just, just like, just leave it, right. turn it off. The audio files take up like five megabytes. Who cares? You know? I remember the music being really good for that that fight in the clock the tower, too. The music was great in every fight. I mean, that whole game is just, yeah, wondrous. I just okay. love I love the Shut lore up, videos. Do you ever watch the lore I videos? I have watched so many Bloodborne lore videos. <laughs> About the evil, monstrous things the healing church was up to? Mm-hmm. Just the whole kind of Lovecraftian, like, uh, great old ones thing that whole game has going on, I fucking love. Yeah, there there was a lot of story in that game, but you know, you they leave it to you to piece it together. And that's, that's what from I appreciate. Software. I appreciate that though, because it's like if you want it, it is there for you. If you just want to run through and hack and slash, go to town, guys. Yeah, I've been playing Doom, and it's like that as well. There's data logs you pick up, and there's a bunch of information in the data logs about the Doom Slayer <laughs> and Olivia. Yeah, and Olivia Pierce losing her mind and giving into the demons of hell. As you do. I'm talking about like sacrificing each other and oh if you come across a demon just kneel and let them kill you so we can study your body <laughs> <laughs> sort of thing it's a bunch of shit like that sounds reasonable to yeah me. but I love I love that they're all terrified of the doom slayer <laughs> and he's like essentially the only human who can kill all these people because he's somehow gained the ability to steal their life force that's like their in-canon reason that he can deal with them. Love it. Love it. I'm, I've almost beaten that game. I'm on level 11 of 13. Okay. So I'm getting, getting there. there. You're slowly getting there. Have you beaten it? Have either of you? No. You sons of bitches. You haven't beaten it either. Shut up. But I will in the next few days. <laughs> now I have to finish Dad of War. I, we've been so busy lately I haven't had a chance to play. And I think I'm a good clip into that, but there's just a lot to explore in that game. So that'll that'll take me a little while longer, I think. But um, I'm enjoying it so far. It's been really good. There's a bunch of shit coming out, so I have no plans to buy this. But I kind of wanted to play Overcooked too, because they that has online play now. Uh, I think uh, I was by Sheila yesterday, and uh, Steve was looking at that. He was playing. Uh, I told him about Super Mega Baseball, as well. And I think he had heard of that. Oh, but he great! Hadn't played game. it yet? Oh, uh, it's a very, that is a very fun. Bob, game. what are you playing at? What's your ego? Zero. Like twenty. Oh, that's not you know too embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> he was playing uh, Far Cry Five though while we were hanging out for a little while. Our our biggest fan of the podcast has had to drop his hitting ego because he's lost his mind. <laughs> These things happen. Hmm? These things yeah, happen. You know. What are you gonna do? So what's coming out that you uh, got your eye on? Well, on the 4th, the Destiny 2 expansion comes out. So we'll probably get that and play it for three weeks and then never touch it again. <laughs> but those three weeks we'll play for like 100 hours. So what know. else was coming out this fall? Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm, yeah, looking forward to that. I love that first game. And there's one other game. What am I forgetting? That new Spider-Man game is coming out. I don't know if that's on yeah. your radar. Nah, um, I can play that whenever. I that's the like thing. I'm a game like that, like I, I totally understand picking up big multiplayer games when they come out, because that's when everyone's going to be playing it. But the single yeah. players, right? Yeah, I'm like happy to whatever. wait till they drop in price. Yeah, there's no reason to, and they drop so quick now. 
Well, I still have a stack of games I have to get through. I still haven't even touched that Assassin's Creed Origins yet, so it's like I uh, I need to finish God of War and then I'll move on to that. Does the new Assassin's Creed come out this year? Yeah. Hmm. So that might be a couple okay. weeks. It's the Greek one, right? You can play so. as a lady. Well, I mean, if you choose, I guess. Hey, you can pick two. You got to play as a lady and then fuck all the women. Come on. That's the go-to. <laughs> We're going butch. Oh, Mass Effect you guys, 3. I heard my eye roll. Well, well I, I still maintain Technically, anyone, Liara wasn't a woman. Anyone who played through that, I, I don't understand how you could get through with the male dialogue. So bad. Oh, my God. I'm convinced I could have done a more professional job. Oh, no. Any one of us. I could have done a better job at the male voice acting. I like played through as, the, as Femme Shep, and I was like, okay, great. Love it. I was like, oh, let me, let me try. I'll go, like, you know, just, we'll see. Like, it, first cut scene, I'm like, nah. It would be one thing if the female voice actress was just okay, but she was fucking excellent. She's flawless. I and do, then the male voice actor is so bad. I do think it would be really funny if Bethesda got Jennifer Hale for their Mass Effect market grab game, whatever they're calling that. Star Point? Starfield. I think it's Starfield. Starfield, yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, That's when that I comes out do. in six years. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Bethesda needs a new engine. Yeah. Like, their games, for the most part, especially the big open world ones, they look out of date. Fallout 4 definitely looked out of date. I mean, I didn't didn't bother me that much, but it, it did definitely look out of date. Doom looks good, but Doom's a lot of enclosed environments. Well, and it's also very stylized, Doom is. So it's like, sure. But no, I do agree. I think they do definitely need a... a well, and Doom is actually made by id, right? Well, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a different style. Because I mean, you look at your, your classic Bethesda games and... They ha- they all have a very similar base aesthetic, mm-hmm. um, whereas Doom's completely different. Well, what is Bethesda? They have that Fallout... 76. 76 coming out, and then we'll probably hear more about the Elder Scrolls next year, I would assume. Yeah, probably. Because I'm itching for some new Elder Scrolls, and I don't play online games, so... I do appreciate their conference was like, hey, we're, we're doing it! No, they, you know what, though, Bob? I appreciated it. that. It was just, yes, we're working on this. You guys heard rumors? Yes, this is what we're working on. Yeah. Moving just, on. There is a little bit of a danger, though, to announcing games, like, so early. Because then if the game doesn't come out for four years, people get mad at you. Yeah, but, I mean, they literally but just every, said, but everyone knows hey, working we're working on it. on it. It's not like showing the Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer seven years ago, and then you're just still showing trailer, you know... Well, that game looks like they've made like seven different games. Well, they so. even said, uh, what was it? I, f- uh, I f- forget the director's name. He was like, we definitely announced that entirely too early. We were well, so early in development. It just did not. Same thing with the Final Fantasy VII remake. Microsoft made that mistake with Crackdown 3. And that game, people joke like it's never coming out. And when it does come out, it's going to be terrible. But yeah, no, it's a, there's a Duke fine Nukem line. Forever, the most aptly named game of all time. GameStop won't even buy it back. Well, why would you buy it in the first place? I bought it, Bob. I bought it for five dollars. Why? From, okay, and you wanted from, to sell it? Well, he wanted to see. I wanted he's to see him. 
I it's wanted him. to see how bad it was, Alex. I because I knew it was going to be bad. I saw it at GameStop for five bucks, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'll throw it in. I'll play for an hour or two and just see." I would have loved to have seen the look that the GameStop people gave him. <laughs> but the five, but at five dollars, just use it for a coaster. I mean, that's what I ultimately did. But. I think we ended up throwing it away. Yeah. actually. But it was it was. <laughs> It's yeah, it's so but, bad. But if game value drops below a certain point, GameStop won't buy it. I mean, if yeah. if they think a game is worth less than a dollar, I think they won't buy it from you. Oh, and I mean that makes sense. I mean, if just... you bought it at $5, that means it has essentially no resale value. Right. They were just happy some idiot came in and bought it. <laughs> I'm amazed those games haven't been remade like the first Duke Nukem 3D. Well, who has the rights to it? I mean, it's And mm. do they think there's enough of a market for it anymore? Well, you'd probably have to completely remake it, too, because that was one of those games that was fake 3D. Mm. It was a bunch of 2D environments. I just have vague would... recollections because you had them, and I'd come over and watch you play them. But... It was like an okay game. All I, all it was I a really... Doom clone, wasn't it? Uh, sort of, yeah. I mean, today people would probably get mad if you brought it out as was as it was because, you know, you had the... The blatant cops. misogyny the, well you had the, that you had the cops all dressed as it was pigs dressed as cops i mean i mean i'm okay <laughs> but yeah i mean the first level was like you'd go and click on a couple doors and all of a sudden you were in a strip club you remember that and it was, everyone knew about that too it was like the most like well-known secret I think you could kill those women, too, if you were into that. There you go. That's fun. I don't know. I can't remember. Good times he had by everyone. No, but I, I think they got to look at, is there a market for it? Are, do, are people clamoring for, you know? Probably not. Nah, I don't think so either. I mean, the character was never like, he had some good lines and everything, but it wasn't like, oh my God, I love Duke Nukem, the character. Well, they were moderately enjoyable games, like back in the day, and I think they're just kind of like best left. You'd go click on the mirror in the bathroom and be like, damn, I'm looking good. Who was the voice actor? <laughs> I don't know. I have to look that up. Um, no, yeah, I mean, it had its place, and it's just kind of like... Mm, I think it was definitely a big game when it came out. Oh, no, definitely. I just think we've kind of moved on, you know? But what else is coming out? Uh, I'll tell you what's never coming out. That Final Fantasy VII remake. (laughs) It's not going to come out until like 2025. For for me, my future purchases are I'm getting the Destiny 2 expansion for sure. I'm getting, I would say I'm more than likely getting Red Dead Redemption 2. We're probably going to get NHL because I'm a glutton for punishment. Bob, did you ever play the first Red Dead Redemption? I started it. I'm honestly more interested in that game to see what the Red Dead Redemption online will be like than mm-hmm. I am for the single player because I still have that total disconnect from the first game. Because you're determined to prove the game company's theory right that people don't want single player games anymore? No, I want great single player games. But my my point with that was I mean, if you look at it, like, GTA V didn't really have that great of a single player. It was okay. I didn't play it. Um, I've been kind of, like... I, I felt like the Grand Theft Autos got to a point where I was just kind of like, okay, I can kind of poke my head in. Like, maybe at some point I'll get five. But I didn't feel a burning need to yeah. pick it up. And I didn't think Red Dead Redemption had a very compelling story. Oh, I, I completely mean, I, disagree. 
I, I still have that. I had to stop playing because I had a complete disconnect where the game starts off and what's his face? John Marston, Marston is like, I'm not killing people anymore. I'm just going to be a rancher and take care of these cows and these sheep and everything. Mm-hmm. And then like three minutes later, nothing happens and he wipes out a town full of people. Well, no, they kidnap his wife and his son. I don't think they did, though. Yes, I thought they that was did. like a different thing. No, they kidnap his wife and his son I and don't they make him do that, that stuff. Alex, believe me, she's right. What a good husband. No, that's yeah, what, that's why, just... it was the whole impetus <laughs> for him doing all that shit, though. Was, yeah, we have your your wife and your son and... Maybe one day I'll check it out because that's backwards compatible. It's a good game. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. And so then after those three, the next thing I'm really looking forward to off the top of my head would be the Resident Evil 2 remake in January. Ooh, that's gonna and be then good. we'll see how Anthem ends up looking in March or April whenever that maybe comes out. No. I I here's the thing. Uh I I I hate the premise of Anthem, uh but I want it to succeed because I do not want BioWare to be shuttered. What don't you like about the premise? I just don't it looks like BioWare's Destiny. And I didn't care much for Destiny. I think I just that's that style of game doesn't interest me. And but the you most don't, abs- you don't like MMO light games, oh, right. right? Well, the most upsetting thing is that it's like Bioware has always made these uh, great, you know, single player Western style RPGs, and it's unfortunate to see them moving away from that. Yeah, I, I mean, at least after Mass Effect, because those games meant a lot to me. I know they meant a lot to you. I know they meant a lot to you, too, but... I only played Mass Effect 2, like, ten times. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know, uh, Bioware did keep statistics on this, and uh, there was a guy who played Mass Effect through 27 times. The first one, or all three games? Just Mass Effect 2. um, And, you know, and had different different paths through every time. Like, it's insane. Mm -hmm. I thought I was obsessed with Mass Effect... But no, they're exactly Knights of the Old Republic is one of the best games I've ever played. It was fantastic. Um, you know that's backwards compatible. Yes, I do. Um, I have it on Steam too. <laughs> I didn't like that Steam version because when I loaded that up, the interface is fucking tiny. You know what I'm talking about? That I game don't know that had I've a weird interface because. Well, first of all, the game had, like, locked-in resolutions, so you can't even play it at 1080p. Like, maybe there's some hacks out there or something, but in terms of the regular game, you can't play it at a native resolution for new monitors. And the interface wouldn't scale with the resolution. Weird. So it would get fucking tiny and not enjoyable to look at at all. Yeah, it's a little rough. That is weird, and I, I don't remember that. But I did. I do remember. I originally played Knights of the Old Republic on the PC when it first came out. Um, yeah, so that game was great. The Mass Effect games are great. I enjoyed Jade Empire. Was Bioware too, wasn't it? Yeah, Jade Empire was a good game. I enjoyed Jade Empire. I think Jade Empire was a lot more light RPG elements than most of the Bioware games at that time were. Yeah, like Knights of the Old Republic is like a hardcore RPG for sure, with all the shit yeah. they built into that. And that's kind of, 
I like games that are a little bit more light on the RPG elements. I don't I don't like when, you know, I feel like everything just comes down to a dice roll. I can appreciate that. I love that shit, but I can appreciate somebody who doesn't. Wasn't uh, Dra- the Dragon Age games are Bioware too, right? Yeah, that was like the Bioware B team. I enjoyed Inquisition. I didn't play <laughs> any of the other ones. But I that was like, a game where it was like, once I beat it, I was like, okay, I never, ever, ever have to go back to this again. I feel like all of Bioware is now the Bioware B team. <laughs> well, they they had some, you know, a, a bunch of high-profile departures. And after, I feel like after all the shit that happened with the ending of Mass Effect 3 and how EA forced them to, to redo the ending... Uh, that probably left a really bad taste in a lot of developers' mouths, which probably forced some of the departures. And, uh, you know, regard- regardless what you think of the original ending versus... It sucked. Versus the new... Well, here's the thing, though, Alex. It was it's a like, bad precedent to set. That's the ending that you decided to put on your game. So, that's the ending. Well, look, here's... here. This it. is... You can't make... Th- a trilogy where the trilogy is supposed to be about choices and then it turns out in the end that there was no choice. Oh, I completely agree with you, but that's what you did. So and Well, they should have stood by it and just wrote it to the yeah. grave. Right. If, especially if they weren't actually going to improve on it because I don't think that that Shit. They should have taken some of the fan theories and ran the with it. The fan theories were way better. Yeah. If if they would have changed it, what they, what they should have done from the beginning is pretended like this was the plan all along to release a free DLC later with the true ending. And it could have been like... That's shitty too, though. When you're, But it would have been free, so it's fine. I know, I know, if but it, it's if still like... If it would have like... been paid, it would have been bullshit. But since you're going to do it for free anyway, they should have just had it that when she's running down that hill to try to get to the teleporter... And uh, what is it? Harbinger knocks her out. Mm-hmm. They should have had all that from then on be a, a what was the an indoctrination attempt, and she beats the indoctrination attempt, and then you continue on with the ending. That would have been fucking awesome. Well, the whole indoctrination theory was that was way better than their. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was a million times better. It's probably more than a million times better. <laughs> and someone, some random fan came up with that. You guys are hiring people who are supposed to be like professional writers, and that's what you came up with on your end. Well, and I wonder if it's a Vince McMahon situation where people kind of figured it out and they were like, oh, fuck, we can't do that. The original ending of Mass Effect 3 was leaked online. I do know that. And I do think they did make changes to and the And people ending. were mad when they read that. Yeah, I mean, I never read it, so I, didn't I don't read know. It either. I don't remember but what it was. But they did make changes from that. I mean, they botched the ending. They did. Oh it, no, yeah. I mean, well, and I would I, also I just, argue though that you have a epic three-game series where it all comes down to this. The odds of you sticking the landing are very slim. Well, I think when you go back and play all three through, Mass Effect Three is clearly. The oh, the beginning signs of the downfall of Bioware. And if you look from then on, Bioware is only making, like, okay games. I think that's a fair statement. Mass, Mass Effect 1 is a very good game with an amazing story, amazing universe building, good RPG elements, and just okay gameplay. 
like the actual like shooting was just okay. Well, and the but item management in that was, first game is fucking terrible. Eh, I mean, you just gotta destroy everything. Ugh, <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> if though. you just destroy everything, it's not that bad. <laughs> but it's not great. But it's you know they wanted to make a very RPG ish game, and that's fine. But the shooting was just okay. But everything else was so great that you're like, shit, I can't wait for Mass Effect 2. Well, it's the story. It's like, I want to see how the story goes. And Mass Effect 2 is essentially a flawless video game from beginning to end. Mass Effect 3 is not a very... It's like, okay. If you go back and play that, it doesn't hold up well. Yeah, I I haven't replayed. I mean, I remember the combat being much more fluid and more fun. The combat was good, but the story is not good. It it was fine. I think there's parts that are like, like when you're saying goodbye to like Garrus at the end. Like that, like, you know. I'm sorry, Mass Effect 3 does contain the saddest scene in all the video games. When your boy dies? Had to be me. No, see, I was like, yeah, fine. She's like Somebody saying goodbye to Garrus and being like, oh, yeah, we're going to go like get a drink later, like sobbing, just straight on sobbing. But but um, I do think you're right. In general, the story of Mass Effect 3 is there. There weaker. are good parts, but Mass Effect 2 is such a tight, cohesive story. Mm-hmm. And if you play the different versions through, it gets even better to see all the different things that could happen. And that's a game where you felt like, your choices the choices matter mattered. because you can absolutely fail that final mission if you do a bunch of dumb shit throughout the game. Mm-hmm. And that's not a possibility in Mass Effect 3. Well, you can't be like, yes, your choices matter, and then have the only difference be the colors. <laughs> it was so dumb. And I'm cool with like an ambiguous ending. Like the ending of Final Fantasy, I'm going to keep talking about it. The ending of Final Fantasy 7, very ambiguous. Fine. That's cool. I'm down with that. But. That was, like, almost earned, earned in a way, where in Mass Effect 3 it was like, well, one no, the, what's, like, the, what's the, see, what's one the of, end? One of the things that I thought was weird about the way Mass Effect, uh, this, the franchise as a whole went, was there was, there was at no point that I, you know, especially the way they set up Renegade and Paragon, there was at no point that I felt like, oh, there is a way that you're not going to defeat the Reapers. Either you're going to defeat them being a dick, or you're going to defeat them being a good person. Well, and also, it was so just... So it was weird. The whole, like, oh, well, if we work together with them, and we, like... What was it? The synthesis ending? Yeah. Like, yeah, no! Murder those motherfuckers! Well, I think in synthesis, don't the Reapers die? You guys, no. like, become, like, this one in harmony, well, like... N- well... It was Destroy, which was the one that Keith David wanted you to do. You're you're right, you're which right. Which I was like, yes, Keith David, well, Destroy, I will do that. Destroy, I always thought, was... They even put it in there as, like, an Easter egg that that's the correct decision because at the end of Destroy, they cut to the rubble and Shepard's alive. Right. Well, it's... That's hard. I See, I always took it as synthesis was... Well, that's supposed the to be the happy ending. ending. Right. You know, where everything... And it's the only one, you know, where uh, Shepard directly sacrifices herself. Um, even though in... Con- well, no. no in Control, in, in, in she in becomes... Control, she sacrificed herself as well. She but becomes she the lives con- on as an AI. Right. She becomes the leader of the Reapers, essentially. Right. Right. But what I liked about Destroy was like, okay, we kill these motherfuckers. Sure, they may come back, but then we have like the entire cycle we know now we can try and find a way to defeat these assholes 
Well, no, I think I don't think they would have come back. I think destroy is the Reapers are completely wrecked and they're done. But you then, know, what was the reasoning for not doing it then? Well, that you would also kill the Geth. You'd kill the Geth oh, and any other it? AI. Edie, you would kill. You kill. You'd kill all sentient AI. Sorry, Trish. <laughs> <laughs> and and the Geth. It was like remember in three they were really going into the fact that the Geth were not evil. It yeah. was just that they, they were had being been, controlled. Yeah, they had been fucked with and they had been controlled. And yeah, they viewed the Reapers as like a god. Keith David asked me to kill him, so and I'm I, gonna I really kill him. That's why the indoctrination theory was so great because it was really like. You beat the indoctrination attempt. If you chose destroy, Mm -hmm. they could have done the same thing where if you choose synthesis or you choose control, that's the game. Right. But if you choose destroy, you wake up in the rubble and you're like, Harbinger, you motherfucker, you tried. But I'm way too smart for this. I'm fucking Commander Shepard. That's where they really faltered here, I think, is that if they had played out the ending a little further so that you could legitimately see what the consequences had been, it may not have flopped as bad as it did. I think what they were worried about though, Bob was committing to a cannon. And remember, remember there's no other logical explanation for Shepard being alive and destroy other than all that shit having never actually happened. Because remember, you're up on the fucking Citadel (laughs) in space. You pick destroy and you're suddenly in rubble somewhere alive. It makes no sense unless it's all bullshit. Right. Well, you would have seen. Yeah, we've already seen. We've already seen in Mass Effect Two what happens to Shepard in space. Mm-hmm. You die in two seconds at the beginning of the game. Oh, that opening in that game is amazing. That opening sequence, that, that whole so game. Oh man, that, that game is a true ten out of ten masterpiece. That's a flawless video game. That's a game that should be remade, like just graphics wise. Don't mm-hmm. change anything else. <laughs> I'm surprised that they. I was expecting that the last. Uh, uh, you, you would think uh, EA would go for the money grab. I thought we would get a, a remaster of that series. I was very surprised when we didn't get it announced. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I love that game. Yeah, but we'll see how Anthem is. I, I actually was thinking about this on my way over here because Anthem is going to be another one of these loot games, of course, mm-hmm. where they try to keep you coming back over and over and over again forever as they add content in theory. And, you know, a lot of these loot-based games or unlock-based games have, like, it's like a reward cycle, right? Mm -hmm. Where you're trying to keep people interested and you try to, you know, slowly drip-feed the rewards. Because you don't want to give them everything all up front because then you stop playing. But you want to drip-feed it a little bit. So, some games that I've been playing recently are so friendly about that system and really actually make you appreciate the developers. And some games are fucking pure evil. And one of the examples are, you know, I've been playing like Paladins, For Honor, you know, I still play Overwatch. I've always made the argument, you know, Overwatch is like a pretty friendly way to do it because every time you level, you get a loot box. And when you start to pile on with duplicates, you gather a bunch of gold and then you can buy like exactly what you want for that gold without having to spend like $40 on loot boxes. Like there's never any reason to spend money, extra money on Overwatch. And then I've been playing For Honor because that just got made games with gold. And that was a $60 game originally. 
And that game is so free to played up in all the worst ways. Well, that's like, kind of Ubisoft's kind of new, like, that's what they want to do. But not in any of their other games, Erica. This game's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, I still play The Division every once in a while. The Division is not that grindy. For Honor is the most insane grind I've ever seen on a game where it's actually important to have everything. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it just... You think maybe this that was Ubisoft testing the waters to see what they get away with? But they've with? never changed anything. And the game didn't do that well. And they're still supporting it. Like, you know, Ubisoft doesn't really give up on games. They still support them, and there's still content coming. But it just feels so, like, consumer hostile where, you know, they did, like, a nice thing right, which is that, if you don't want to buy the season pass, like the way the game works is uh, there's like 12 characters unlocked by default. And then there's six more characters that are behind a season pass. And like all fighting games, more characters are nice to have. Mm-hmm. And the maps are always free. So if they add a new map, the map's free. But they put all these characters behind season passes, like six of them. And then you can buy them and just have them. Or you can gather enough of this in-game resource called steel to buy them for free, basically. But to get the amount of steel to get these characters for free is fucking crazy. Like, it's bonkers. And it's... I I got the game for free, so it doesn't really bother me, and I'm not that into the game anyway. Mm-hmm. If I bought the game for $60... I'd be pretty fucking mad. Well, and I think that's the whole problem with it, right? Because it's like, no, this isn't a free-to-play game. If you want to make a free-to-play game, mm-hmm. make a fucking free-to-play game. And, I mean, I, I think stuff like Fortnite has shown that you could make a lot of money off of that. But don't ask me to pay $60 and then put a whole bunch of paid content in there because... Battlefront 2. What? Who said that? Uh, when Battlefront 2 came out, I thought it had a very friendly loot system. Honestly. That game, no. no, I'm glad people flipped before it came out because it absolutely had an egregious, like, cost okay. to get the heroes. I see what you're saying. But when the game actually did release, everything was very, it was fine. Damage had been done already, though. Oh, from, from a from a word of mouth standpoint, it absolutely killed that game. Mm-hmm. But the, that's the sad part because that game was actually very good. Well, and you would hope that, like, the developers, and they won't because they never do, that would learn their lesson from that. Well, we'll don't see. Try I to mean, fuck a- with a- Anthem's an EA game, so mm-hmm, we'll, we'll see, see if they learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if they Because if they try it again, that'll be the end of Bioware. They'll just swallow them up and be oh, like, yeah. okay, we're splitting up your teams. You're done. Yeah. Which would really, really suck. And so the other example is Paladins. Paladins is a totally free-to-play game. It's basically like knockoff Overwatch, well, realistically. I think you've mentioned it before. Right. And it's fun. I really like it. That game is, uh, you start off and about 10 of the characters are free, and then anything after that you either have to buy or you have to gather enough gold to get it. To earn. And the heroes have kind of different costs, I think depending on how long they've been in the game, anywhere from fifteen to 60,000 gold. And this is an actual free-to-play game, and it is way less grindy than like For Honor is. I mean, in the same amount of time that I could probably unlock every character in Paladins, I would unlock every character in For Honor, and one of those games was sixty dollars. <laughs> well, right. You know. Well, that's what it doesn't make sense to me because it's like, well, and it does because they just want more fucking money. But it's just like, no, like, 
then don't charge $60. Charge and 30 The other thing they did in Paladins that's really cool is they have a battle pass, just like Fortnite, right, where you get the battle pass, you have to play, you get the experience, you get all the unlocks and everything if you play enough. Well, you could buy that battle pass, or you can unlock it using um, crystals, which are like the currency you can buy if you want. Or you could also get it through these daily logons. So basically every seven days you can get 50 crystals. Mm -hmm. So, you know, every month you get 200 crystals if you keep on it, if you remember to do it. Well, the battle pass is 600 crystals, and I think it goes for like four months. So you can basically get that battle pass for free if you just remember to log on to the game and click on X once a day, hmm. you know. And that's like a totally cool thing that they didn't have to do because it is a free-to-play game. Right. I think so, what, when you do play something like that, though, you're a little more inclined maybe to spend some money on it then, you know. Right. Well, that's the whole free-to-play model. No, right. And but it's if, effective. I mean, uh, not not to harp on you, but... How much have you spent on Pokemon Go? A lot of money. An embarrassing amount of money. Give it, give us a ballpark. No. <laughs> oh, come on. I didn't even know you spent money on Pokemon no, Go. I, you got I, a ballpark. Uh, it's embarrassing. It's got to be at least $100. It's more than that. Yeah. That's not unbelievably bad. It's but pretty it's pretty bad. rough. It's pretty rough. I will say, though, I bad. would go out with like friends and we would, you know... I got a lot of use out of it. I will say that. But, you know, that's an example of the free-to-play model working exactly the way it's intended. You and know, imagine how well that worked on children. Oh, yeah, with mom and dad's credit card? Click, 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 click. Like, you little fucker. <laughs> well, yeah, of course I need 10,000 Pokecoins. What, it's only $99? Duh. What a deal. <laughs> you know, Alex, I did buy... A game for the Xbox One yesterday. What's that? Buy? It's an Ubisoft game. It was thirty dollars. Uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Nope. Well, you already have Far Cry Five. Yep. You wouldn't buy the Division. The best game Ubisoft has released in the last few years. Well, Beyond Good and Evil came out like fifteen years ago. Was South was one of the South Parks an Ubisoft game? They both were, but it wasn't them. I'll give well, you one more try. I mean, there's the Assassin's Creed uh, Origins is the latest, latest one. Steep. What? Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> why did you spend $30 Because he on wants Steep? to play it downstairs. That's why. And I don't want to move the PC. And it comes with the, all, it comes with the DLC. Which, if I had bought on Steam, would cost as much as buying it. For our, the Xbox One. I mean, I will not begrudge you. You know, your, your you know purchases. what my mistake was when I was making all the guesses? Because <laughs> now it's so obvious, isn't it, Alex? Well, Steep was the first thing that came into my mind, but I thought, well, he's already got it on PC, and he's not a fucking idiot, right? But that was my mistake, as I gave him too much credit. He did. Never do that again. Seems like an obvious error. But now I'll get the 4K texture packs because it is enhanced for X. Is it? It is. Hmm. Are you going to enjoy playing it at 30 FPS instead of like 120 FPS? Oh, we'll see. Did you not fire it up yesterday? No, I didn't get a chance to. Of course he bought it and didn't play it, Well, no, That's his whole (laughs) games collection. (laughs) 
Come on, are you the fucking dummy now? Yeah. No, I I did put it in there so it would load up and it would download the the, the texture packs, but I did not get a chance to play it yesterday. Um, I don't know why. Okay. Do I was gonna say I was gone, y'all, like all day yesterday. Yeah. So. You know what was still the funniest thing is when he was. This is before I had played Doom, and he's like, "Man, Doom is so good. I'm really enjoying it." And I thought he had beat it, right? Because it's not that long of a game. No, he played like an hour of it. And then I like a month more. later, I realized, wait, he's never actually beat it. <laughs> see, so Bob. See, here's, it's so Bob. Here's the thing is I'm not very good at video games. Bob, that game has like an idiot difficulty level. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you trying to kill my wife, Alex? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Okay. If you get deep, okay, I'm almost done with that game. If you get deep enough into that game, you get you know those runes you get that modify your character. Yeah. You get a couple runes that work great together. So you get one where every time you glory kill, not only do you get health, but you get armor as well. And then you get another rune where when you have a hundred armor or more, all your weapons except for the chainsaw and the BFG are free to fire. They don't use ammo. So, and then if you upgrade, if you do a little bit to upgrade that, it's 75 or more triggers the bonus. So if you have 75 or more armor, you can just run around with that fucking, you remember that rail gun that would shoot like insanely hard if you were zoomed in? Yes, I do. And you just run around and just wreck everything. (laughs) Can, is that a game, that's definitely a game where you don't care about being overpowered, you're just having... You're just killing demons. So much fun. You are overpowered. You're the, the fucking whole time, Doom Slayer. The whole time you're overpowered, just from the start. But Well, you get that you get that double barrel shotgun to I, replace the regular one. Yeah. Did you give deep enough for that? I believe I did, yes. The double barrel shotgun hits so hard. And if you can get its upgrade triggered, you have to like kill 20 enemies. One shot, kill two enemies 20 times, I think. Mm-hmm. Then it fires two times before you have to reload it. So you just run around like, you know, like those hell knights. You just run around, you're like, blam, blam, you're dead, motherfucker. (laughs) I just, I remember when, right before it came out, and I wasn't thinking too much about it. And was it previously recorded? It was previously recorded that we're like, oh my God, buy this fucking game. And I was like, oh, okay. I was a little concerned at first, like, if I would enjoy it, just for how fast it moved no that but, makes it but it's a mil- it's so great yes yes and i do need to sit down but i genuinely had tons of fun with it well in the summer we've been so fucking busy that we haven't really had a chance to like sit and actually i've like, got a couple things to catch i've got plenty to play through the long winter when it finally gets here no yeah i like i still haven't played shadows of mordor and that game's been out for what like five years at this point <sighs> My plan right now is once I beat Doom, which I'm probably like an hour away from doing, my plan is to play Resident Evil 1 Remake. Ooh, that's good. It's really good. I had a lot of fun with that game. Speaking of Resident Evil, Alex has a plan for us. Oh, no. I've We, we have discussed the plan at length. Yeah, it's been Erica has been tasked with the responsibility of making sure this happens. <laughs> <laughs> by keeping on you about it. We just it. need to figure out how we're going to get it set up cuz no, that's that's the ticket, Bob. That's yeah. the ticket. We're going to be big on Twitch. Bob plays. To, you didn't get to listen to the podcast cuz Bob didn't post it, but we talked about that and yeah, the general feeling seemed to be that that was going to be a big success, like maybe 
four people will watch it. Ooh. Ooh. Which would be a major upgrade from our current viewership. Eight, four times as many, man. You gotta you gotta narrate it though like it's Ninja Warrior or something. No. No. It's gonna be very much just making fun of your inability to do anything right. Correct. But I we can, talked about how this I is going to play be video moved. games. <laughs> We talked about how this is going to be moved to the top of the Bob needs to spend money on something list. <laughs> and it's going to replace the LGP7. Well, I don't know that we would really have to spend a ton of money because we already have the capture card. Yeah. We we have the means to do this. Like, we have streamed games before. Oh, I, I leave it up to you to make sure With it happens, commentary. Erica. So it's just a matter of figuring out the configuration. May need a really long USB three cable. <laughs> hey, that's fine. Eh, whatever. You'll you'll find it on sale, Bob. And we do like some initial sessions of it and just see how it works. And oh man, I think it'd be good. It's gonna be a think, rousing success. I think that's all you need for for the computer is the USB three because the the HDMI cable plugs goes passes through to the TV, so. Yeah, maybe. Bob, did you enjoy SummerSlam? What? <laughs> I don't think he watched it with us, did he? No. I was kidding. Oh, okay. No, I no, did you not. Were, you were passed out, I think. Was I? You, you were, went to you bed were... pretty early that night, yeah. I, oh, okay. We didn't watch a day of. We watched it like the next day. You oh, had amazing timing right. because you sat down... And you watched that terrible women's match, and then you like immediately left, <laughs> and you came back for some other terrible match, and then you left again. What are they doing with Becky Lynch? <laughs> They're so stubborn. They're Erica. so fucking stupid. Well, that that whole situation really feels like the beginning of another Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns, and Charlotte is not protected to a Roman Reigns level. No. And she doesn't do the business that Roman Reigns does, so she better really hope they don't Roman Reigns her ass, because that's going to be bad long term. Yep. Indeed. I mean, she's getting a bad reaction already. When she comes out, she's getting booed. She's supposed to be the baby face, well, and everyone's things, behind Becky. One of the things I was reading, uh, uh, most of like, my wrestling reading happens at uh, Uproxx's with Spandex page, and um, he had an interesting point of... Everybody seems to remember Ric Flair as just, oh, he's this legend. And It's like, Ric Flair was a nasty piece of shit back in the day. He was an asshole. Like, why are we trying to sell Charlotte, excuse me, Charlotte Flair, as this, like, paragon of virtue and goodness? Like, no! She's been heel before, and they even have Becky calling her out on Twitter, like, at least I attacked you to your face and didn't hit you in the back like a coward like you did to me back in the day. Well, and it's just like... It, 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 if you watch WWE, they spit in your face for remembering things and thinking logically about stuff. Well, it's just weird because the whole storyline for months was Becky tapped out everybody on the roster and finally earned her way into a match with Carmella. Right. And beat her to get a championship match, which, which by the way, is sense. always the dumbest the shit. The dumbest that you fucking have to thing ever. Beat the champion to get a championship match. Right, correct. It's very stupid. So stupid. 
And then Charlotte comes back and runs in to save Becky. And all of a sudden, she just has to beat Carmella like everyone else on the roster has beat Carmella. And then she's in the championship match. And then during the match, she attacks Becky from behind to win. And then you're stunned when people are with Becky and mad at Charlotte. Wow. I wonder why. It just doesn't make any sense to me at all. And Becky's always really had that groundswell of like... People have always been behind her. Support, because right. she comes off as being so likable. Like, oh, yeah. You know, who knows how anybody really is, right? Oh, but you, yeah. You have no she idea. comes off as being so nice and so genuine and so likable. Then people want to see her succeed. And this is going to be one of those things where if they don't push her now, she can be a mean, nasty baby face. Oh, yeah. But she needs to be a baby face. Correct. And I've already seen stuff like on the house shows, she's suddenly teaming with Carmella. It's like, fuck you. She wouldn't team with Carmella. She hates Carmella. But see, this is the kind of stuff that's like, okay, no, I, I'm not watching your television show. I'm good. Yeah. And I did hear Monday uh, Raw Monday was decent. And I, I don't know. But I was, I'm just like, I don't care. I just don't. You have, there's no logical flow to your stories. You have complete contempt for the audience's reaction to anything that you do. No thanks. Yeah. I've got better things to do. Did you uh, did you cancel the network yet? No, I did not. <laughs> okay. Actually, you should, because what's the next show? I mean, the next thing we'll watch is probably Evolution, right? You should cancel it. I guarantee within two weeks you're going to get something saying come back for a dollar. Yeah, maybe I will. <laughs> I'm telling you, it'll happen. No, I mean, because the only thing I ever watch is uh, the NXT takeovers and, you know. Yeah, and I don't think... Well, Hell in a Cell is in, like, the middle of September, I Hell think. Hell in a Cell is always garbage. Because it's you like, didn't, You didn't enjoy that great Sasha Banks-Charlotte match in Hell in a Cell? No. Where Sasha got beaten in her hometown no. and killed the whole show. No. You didn't like that? No, I did not. Because the whole thing with that is like, Hell in a Cell at one point meant disgusting, horrible violence. Yeah. And now it's just like, well, we now can't. Now it's just a regular wrestling it's match. It's a regular wrestling match a with a fucking fence around it. Like, yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah, I have no hope they're going to change course on this Becky Lynch thing. Though, no, they because won't. Because Road Dog's been on Twitter arguing with everybody, acting like it's a great storyline and Becky's clearly the heel. It's like, no. Nah, Her, dude. Charlotte's been a shit friend forever. It, 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 yeah. It's it just doesn't matter if she acts nice. She's still been a shit friend. It's so tone deaf and so just like... But it was the same thing that they did with Daniel Bryan. They were like, okay. It's, it's actually identical. We gave him the little, like, the little rub, and he, you know, he won the title. That's great. Okay, Randy Orton beaten, and now he just got his ass kicked by the Shield the next night on Raw. So we're just going to move on. Okay. Later. My favorite thing ever, still, is when they tried to do that fucking, like, unification ceremony of the titles. With all of the other like title winners out there, yeah, in fucking Seattle, yeah, like how hilarious. stupid are you, idiots? If you're going to do, the, they're going to chant for him either way, but don't have him out there. Because CM Punk's in the background making these, he's laughing his ass off. Daniel Bryan's just like, I don't uh, know what the fuck you want me to do. 
The Miz has the shit-eating grin on his face. Your your boy CM Punk better hope that that stuff in that Colt Cabana lawsuit isn't true. That's really shitty. He's looking like a massive asshole. He looks like a real pud if that's true. What? What? He told, allegedly, he told Colt, I will cover your legal fees with this shit. And then allegedly he reneged on that. And he was said, like, oh, I'll, I'll give pay you half, half of like a $500,000 legal bill. Yeah, it's really, it's really, really shitty. If it's true. If it, that's why allegedly. I said allegedly. We don't know. We have no idea. If but it's if it's true, Punk better open up the fucking pocketbook because he looks like a huge dick. He looks like an asshole. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a he's a wacky guy. You know, Punk like he could come off as nice, then sometimes he comes off as super spiteful. Well, no, I think he's kind of a massive asshole, but he's that asshole that you kind of want on your on your side because he'd like. I mean, because you, I, I don't know. It's just, if you're going to say something like that, and yeah, that's an extravagant amount of money, but if you're going to say something like that to well, who is allegedly like one of your best friends, you need to follow through on it that. It very much seems like, based on the lawsuit and everything, if when Colt Cabana was originally asked to pull that podcast, if he would have pulled it, he never would have been involved in any legal proceedings. But he didn't pull it because Punk told him, don't worry, don't pull it. I got your back financially. And now he's decided he hasn't. And he's trying to fuck him. If it's all true, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. He's got those texts. It doesn't look good. No. It doesn't look you good. You can't say that to your friend and then leave your friend dangling in the wind. Because Colt, Colt does fine. But he's not. But he never made CM Punk. But he's never WWE making money. punk money. Exactly. It's like he does okay. I think he makes a decent living doing what he does. But, but he's not. But not like shell out two hundred and fifty thousand no. dollars. I mean, we make a good living. We don't have a fucking money sitting around. Like you'd be paying that off forever. You're fucked. It's a house. <laughs> literally yep it looks it looks bad i mean it we'll does. see we'll see what happens it's like all these all other cases like this i'm sure it's gonna get dragged out for five years probably it's just shitty it's really 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 shitty so is colt suing him yes yes oh after the verdict came down like a week or so later uh this uh this all came out and good for him good for standing up for himself if it's if that's what happened he, it's what he should be doing well it's really interesting because let's say Punk was going to make a surprise appearance at All In, and it doesn't seem like he is, but if he was going to, if I'm Cody and I'm the Young Bucks, I'm kind of like, maybe not now, because... Well, Colt's we on the show, right? I think he's in that Battle he, Royale he at the beginning. Be. He might be, yeah. Um, and now it's like... You realize that's bad, like next you're gonna get, weekend, You're going to get right? a bad reaction if Punk comes out now. Yeah, it's next Saturday, right? Which is crazy. We should record after that. I know it's going to be late, but we should record we'll after that. We'll see what that. time it ends. I don't even know what time it starts. At least it's uh, a long weekend for us. We got a lot of shit going on that weekend, but it is a long weekend. But doors are at four, I want to say. And the show proper might start at like six or seven. Because they have like a pre Well, remember that zero hour thing that's going to be on WGN. That's so the does pre-thing. that mean it's starting sooner than we think? I would probably get there just to get you situated. Probably want to be there by like, like four thirty-five. That's kind of my thought process. I'll meet you guys there. <laughs> I I can find someone else to come with us if you, you don't want to. You don't want to go. Come. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely find somebody if I'm you don't want to go. I was gonna say go. it's not gonna be difficult. 
I gotta see who of uh, wrestling Twitter is uh, coming to the show. Meet with some of my people. I think it's going to be enjoyable. I don't think it's going to be a great show because none of the matches are really like... It's a lot of tags. There's going to be a few really good matches. I mean, I think... Omega versus Pentagon's going to be That's probably going to be great because Kenny Omega doesn't know any gear but go insane. Uh, and Pentagon is exceptionally enjoyable. Okada, Marty Skrull will probably be really good. Especially if Okada's plan Okada. is to send him back into 205 Live like a total loser. <laughs> hey, did you hear Neville's finally out from under the WWE contract? Oh, so that's what uh, I saw Will Ospreay was tweeting, give me Pac. So maybe we get a Neville appearance? That'd be sweet Because that'd hell. be a sweet place to show up for your first time on the Independence. That's a nice kind of fuck you. Oh, yeah, that'd be that great. That would be a major surprise. That would get a way better reaction than Punk showing up. Well, Punk's not going to wrestle. I don't care. I don't want you to talk at me. If you're not going to yeah. get in the tights and wrestle, go away. Now, if Pac's going to come and wrestle, yes, let's do that. Let's let's do that. Yes, please. I'm surprised they let him out of his contract without having to fulfill his dates. Because you know how they fucking dragged some of that shit out forever with certain people. Yep. But maybe he was just like, I'm never coming back. You can keep me in their contract if you want. Fuck you. Yep. And maybe Triple H actually got a, you know, it was one of those days where you're in a good mood. And it's like, you know what? I think I will let you go. Enjoy. Like I made you lose to Enzo. Yeah, yeah, you can go. We could have we could have met Enzo this weekend. Yeah, that's no, that's Wizard okay. World. No, I'm that's good. okay. Thank you. I'm good. What were those stupid shorts he released? He said like innocent or something on him or like dude, just just stop. Just pump like, stop. Well, who knows what he did or didn't do with that woman, but even if you didn't do anything, you don't need to like gloat about it like an asshole. Nope. So what else? What are the other matches then at All In? It's a lot of tags. I mean, which I'm fine with. I, um, I it's the Young Bucks and Abushi versus Rey Mysterio and two other Mexican wrestlers. I can't remember who off the top of my head. Ooh, that'll be good. Mm, there's that Battle Royale, and whoever wins that is going to get a match against Jay Lethal for the ROH title. I appreciate that they made it for something. Yeah, uh... Cody is going to wrestle, uh, what's his name, Magnus. I don't think he's Magnus anymore, but Magnus from TNA. I know who you're talking for about. The, uh, for the uh, NWA title. So it's going to be a good show. I don't think it's, I just think people have the expectation that it's going to be like this crazy great show. And I don't see that happening. But I think it's going to be enjoyable. I think as long as people... Especially considering it's not a $75 WWE show. That's what I was just going to say. Uh, we paid, I think it was 30 bucks a ticket. Really, I'm cool with whatever you want to throw in front of me. To me, it's more of... It's just proving that there is a market outside of WWE mm -hmm. in the United States for well, good you, you better wrestling. hope they throw a muffler towel at you. I mean, you can only hope, Alex. <laughs> You know, another interesting thing was... Bob, do you know what a muffler is? You mean like on a car? No. Alex, why don't you explain to Bob what a muffler is? It's those big towels the Japanese hold up at the New Japan shows that say like Bullet Club on them or they mm -hmm. say Okada. And I'm what, buying an Okada One of them's like an Okada that. dollar bill I'm buying that fucking towel. The Okada that's, bill? That's happening. <laughs> I have no use for it, but I need it in you, my You got house. a use for it. You got a big wall right there with nothing <laughs> on it. Right there, Erica. Just do a big painting. Oh, God, up there. 
<laughs> That'd be great. Um, ah, shit. There was something else. Uh, oh, another interesting see. thing. So remember how ROH and New Japan sold out? Oh, that's Phoenix out? in that match. It's fucking sweet. You know how uh, ROH and New Japan sold out Madison Square Garden in like two days, basically? Yes. And there was a lot of thought process like, oh, you're just piggybacking off WrestleMania being in the area. Uh, oh, so are they doing that ROH World title match that night? Yes. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's rad. So. Cool. Um, One interesting thing was a lot of people thought, oh, it's going to be all the fly-ins for WrestleMania going to that Madison Square Garden show. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you again. Virgil is in the uh, over-budget battle royale. It's all a bunch of geeks. That's kind of hilarious. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Virgil bag. Well, an interesting thing was a lot of people thought it's going to be a bunch of fly-ins because of WrestleMania and everything. It actually turns out that that Madison Square Garden show is 75% local people bought tickets. So that kind of goes to show you that show was going to do well with or without WWE being there at the same time. Yep. I would love to go see wrestling at Madison Square Garden, especially if it wasn't WWE. Nah, the trip is Tokyo Dome. I was just talking to my buddy yesterday. Uh, they're going to Japan for a trip. And I was like, I know you don't give a fuck about professional wrestling, but I need you. I need you to go and see a New Japan show live. I was like, I will look up dates for you. Just <laughs> please go and see this live. Bob, is there anything else on your mind? What are you, what are you feeling, like, topic-wise? You got any, like, Bob math going? Oh, Jesus. A Bob Math is is a completely legitimate uh, academic study. Is there anything you're going to sell for pennies on the dollar <laughs> to buy something else and then claim that you made a profit? I never claimed I made a profit. I know, I know. I mean, we can just less of a loss. Talk about you know how some people seem to think that the events in the political sphere this week will somehow affect things going forward. Well, you know. This isn't. This is like sort of politics related because of the whole Me Too thing. Mm-hmm. But did you have you read that whole thing about Asia Argento? Yeah, that's been going on. Uh, what's her fa- Rose McGowan has a real bad look coming out of that because did you see her I didn't tweets see what about her that? Response was no. So it looks like what's going on with is Asia Argento. Am I saying that right? I don't know if you are. I've only ever seen it in print. I've never heard anyone I know, say I know who you're talking but it's, about. But it's, I think that's right. But um, so it looks like with her, and correct me if I'm getting any of this wrong, it looks like she had a relationship when she was 37 with someone who was 17 or 18. I don't know the specifics. I just know there was a accusation leveled against her. And, and the, she paid him off to go away. The conversation around it that I've been hearing is, does this invalidate the Me Too movement? Well, which it does not. It absolutely does not. But, you know, you should find the exact tweets. But Rose McGowan had some really bad takes on this where after all the rallying she's done against people and she comes out and uses the line that, you know, men have been using to defend other men for all time, which is like, well, we should wait and see what Rose, happens. Rose, come on. Yes, she, you should look it up. You should look it up while oh, we're talking about it because God. she said something exactly like that. And it she was a real bad look. Like, I've, you know, gotten to know Asia and 
we should wait and see and maybe there's other facts that will come out it was a real bad look for someone who wants to act like she's a leader well, of this movement i i i do think that it it plays an interesting point into when you talk about what is justice and how are these things investigated regardless of which way it goes you know um i i think all three of us by default we believe the woman in the accusation um when it comes to actually justice well, i mean this is what i'm i'm i don't mean to interrupt you bob i found yeah. the tweet i don't know if there's it's, I got to know Asia Argento 10 months ago. Our community is the shared pain of being assaulted by Harvey Weinstein. My heart is broken. I will continue my work on behalf of victims everywhere. There's one other. Well, for fuck's sake, I'm not defending. Maybe it's a reply to something. Let me see. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, I'm sorry, Bob. Go ahead. Yeah, no. And, you know, while you look for that, I don't, I don't know exactly what she said. Unless or, she deleted it. Maybe she did. Or, um, but... That's that's a difficult thing is you, once you're put in that position, it, it becomes a lot harder to stand by that um, that that's that viewpoint of no, they're immediately monsters and it, it does make you want to defend them. Well, here's the thing to me. It's like Harvey Weinstein monster. Yeah. But the guy at work who maybe hugs you for a little too long. Maybe creepy douchebag, but I, I think it's so... You can't... This stuff isn't all... Somebody whipping his dick out and, like, jerking off in front of you. There, there's levels of this shit. So here's the quote from Rose McGowan that people, I think, rightfully got upset about. Because so was this it is, on... Did she tweet about it? Or she was did she... tweet it, and I think she deleted it. She tweeted it August 20th, and her, her tweet was, None of us know the truth of the situation, and I'm sure more will be revealed. Be gentle. <sighs> And the point, the reason I think people got very upset. Oh, no, I think if, it's rightfully if, very upset. If she, if someone said that same thing to feign a man, people would be mad. Yeah. People would be really mad. No, they should be mad at her for saying that. Mm-hmm. Now, does it invalidate the whole Me Too movement? Of course it doesn't. No. That's all bullshit. But it's a bad look. And it very much looks like you have a double standard the same way that men have had a double standard protecting other men for a long time. So you act like, you know, you're high and mighty and you're doing the right thing. But when another woman gets attacked, your whole tack changes. Well, I would also say that maybe that's the way that you feel. But maybe you need to not say that on Twitter. If you're supposed to be one of the leaders of this movement. You just do so much damage to it. Exactly. You know. Exactly. You make everything else look bad. It's like when you're mm -hmm. out, like, acting like a drunken idiot in your works, you know, T-shirt. It's like, hey, dummy. Like, can we think before we do things, please? It, people do so much damage to their causes when they get caught in the opposite scenario because they can't stick to it. They can't. And, it, and I understand it. Like, when it's someone who you see as a friend or as someone you, you know, you share some sort of camaraderie with somebody you respect. It's hard to be like, Oh, this person, like you hear anything about any of your friends. You're like, Oh my God. Like they wouldn't do that. Yeah, that's your first knee jerk reaction. That, right. right. 
and that's your natural reaction. If if I suddenly heard something about you, you did this thing with a eighteen year old boy, I wouldn't be like, well, it's just like shit. I don't. That's not the Erica I know. Right. You know that would be my natural reaction, and of course I would immediately defend you. Now, if someone was like, hey. Here's the proof. Bang, bang, bang. Here's the pictures. I'd be like, oh, fuck, Erica. This is a bad look right here. You know? Well, it comes down... But you don't have the slavish devotion that, like, uh, Jerry Sandusky's family has to him? I'm insulted, Alex. But it comes down... You know, we expect that from your friends and family when you're accused of something. They're going to defend you. Um, that's, That's not even inherently wrong. What's wrong is when the system in place doesn't look at it objectively and doesn't, you know, investigate and prosecute correctly. But it is really a bad look in this particular case. And I mean, the thing I haven't liked from the beginning was it really feels like so many people got like witch hunted and the whole basis of our legal system is still the presumption of innocence and with a lot of this stuff, are you going to find proof of things that happened 20 years ago? You know, in a lot of cases, probably not. But, you know, it's it's tough. It's like a no-win situation in so many of these because you don't want someone who's predatory or out there doing terrible things to men or women. Uh, but on the other hand, I don't want to throw someone in the jail or in jail or take away their livelihood based on what someone said, you know? Well, I think the other thing is a lot of these men who even were accused and it's been, he is eyeballing that D20 like, Look at him, yeah. He's like, I want it. I'm going to, he's going to end up jumping for it. Look at him. He's going to do it. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Well, I think the, the, the frustrating thing is that a lot of these guys who were like, accused and maybe even you know convicted i mean and it's not only in well no i mean this that had some air of harassment too i mean mel gibson was calling that lady and like screaming about how he was gonna kill her Mm -hmm. on his voicemail and we're apparently like cool with him again he's directed movies and in movies again and yeah that's that's bullshit everybody's fine right if, if you have if there is proof you absolutely should lose your job and depending on the severity of it, not be able to come back. No, you know, no, but what I'm things, saying is... There that, are things you should never get to come back No, from. right, but apparently that with a lot of guys, that's not the case. Right, that's bullshit. Right. No, like, the, if, you, if you do certain things, if you are a pedophile or you murder someone, there's no coming back from that. You've committed crimes that are unbelievably heinous, you know, if you grabbed uh, someone's butt at a restaurant, that's not like be blackballed forever territory. I mean, I would say you should probably be at the very least reprimanded. No, sure, like I'm saying you might sent lose to your, training. You might lose right. your job over that. I'm saying like you know, if there's like a video of it and stuff, you might very well get fired over that, and that's totally fine. But I'm saying like that isn't like you should never get to work again. Well, no, I think like there's there has to be an opportunity for people to learn right i mean we saw an example of this Mm -hmm. recently i'm not gonna name names but you you had spoken to me about something similar where it was noticed that something offended someone and it was decided that that 
phrase or, or word was not going to be used anymore because they saw how it affected somebody. Yeah. You, you can't immediately demonize people because a lot of people, it's either uh, some people just don't know or that's the way, and I'm not apologizing for certain behaviors because they are just flat out wrong, but you need to give people the opportunity to learn from their mistakes and grow. Yeah, you... Well, you think about it from... Though if you're, like, how locking many... people in a room and then soliciting them for sex like Matt Lauer did, well, fuck you, dude. That's how... disgusting. Think think about it from this perspective. It, You know, because we're not really talking about... We're not talking about the, the, the these men who are who have lots of power and have, have very blatantly abused it. You know, it's there's a more of a concern over, you know, your everyday person and who's concerned about, uh, you know, doing stuff wrong and, you know, absolutely correct them, tell them the wrong. And hopefully you, you work somewhere that's going to take it seriously. Um, but yes, you're, there does, you know, think about it from how many people on the left complain endlessly about our criminal justice system and how it is punitive and not rehabilitative. Oh, it's, Every, I mean, it's not, but you, right, right. It's it's a similar thing. You like you can take the opportunity to try and address it and teach and say, no, this hurt me. This is bad. But of course, there's a line, and that line's going to be different for different people. But I would say it's worth it to try because that's the only way our society grows is if we push this out there. And, you know, we saw that video with John Oliver earlier mm -hmm. uh, interviewing Anita Hill. And, you know, a little bit of that is a little bit of shame isn't a bad thing. And uh, if you see people doing creepy things in the office. Say something. Say something. I think the concern, too, is, is from a woman's perspective is if you do open your mouth to a guy and either say, yeah, no, I'm not comfortable with that or, you mm -hmm. know there's concern for violence there. Right. Because we've seen that a lot. So that's why a lot of people don't say anything because it's either violence or it's, there's going to be some sort of retaliation in some way on that. Woman. Yeah. Yeah. That really sucks because those aren't, those aren't men. Those are children. You know, those, a, a man wouldn't need to do that to a woman. No, right. That's but bullshit. it's these people in, in charge who are like, well, I can do whatever the fuck I want and mm -hmm. you're my employee. So well, you're just going to have to deal you, with it. And then you also get into the whole like basic hum human thing of who tends to rise to power? Sociopaths. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, how many? C. Seriously. <laughs> how, Trump, comma, Donald. How many, how many people get to run major large organizations Monsters. that are making millions and millions of dollars, men or women? This isn't a gender thing. This is just basic human thing. It's all crazy people. These are, you know, because you got to trample over so many people to get yep. to that point. Yeah. You know, well, I, mean, this I was, is... you know, you read about, you know, the thing with Steve Jobs and his daughter. Oh, that's that awful. shit's disgusting. Yep. Well, and the stuff with Anita Hill, too, she sat and, like, testified before Congress, and they were basically telling her to her face that she was a lying sack of shit. Yeah. So it's like, no, this woman experienced. It, it, it's a lot of just. Well, oh, well, I'm sorry you felt that way. Now mm -hmm. we're going to move on and continue doing things the way they are. You just need to shut up and not yeah. worry about it. It's this complete dismissal of stuff that's very frustrating. 
And yeah, the line is different for everybody. But if somebody is like, well, this is making me uncomfortable, then I do think there needs to be a conversation had. Because mm-hmm. nobody should be made to feel uncomfortable. Work sucks. Like, Already. It, it right. shouldn't <laughs> suck even more because you're getting harassed. Right. And it's hard to know. It's hard to know. Does this guy just not understand or is he is he actually I mean, just a creepy fuck a creepy face. Fu- and that's that's why you're really your your only option is really to go to HR to go to your manager and I I wish more women felt comfortable doing that. Well, because he said it during the Anita Hill video, John and Oliver, HR is there to protect the company. HR ain't there to protect you. Right. That's the thing that sucks. Although I do think one one upside here uh is that the risk of lawsuits to the company over over sexual harassment claims has gotten to such a high level that even if they don't necessarily care about you, they are so afraid of being sued. Right. Maybe they'll take it seriously. Right. Right. Because that's their only... And that's the thing. If women feel a little more empowered now to pursue it, if their company does nothing... You know, and there's there is a bit of unity in that Me Too movement, and you can find the courage to do it because that that's where so much of the problem is. If you, you know, if you don't prosecute, if you don't go after it, or if they just do like an internal review and they don't even talk to you about it, right? It's like, oh yeah, we did a review yesterday and everything's fine. But it it you know it puts it is not fair. Uh, the burden they put on um uh, accusers and victims is you know it really isn't fair but that's the only way things will change if is if women continue to feel more empowered to speak out and to actually follow these things through well and hopefully speak out when there might be some evidence present right you know maybe well, not only that sort of but proof it would be nice if people felt that they had a strong enough support system that's why the majority of rapes don't go right because people are like i'm gonna say something and i go into a police station and they're like oh well what were you wearing you know what'd you say to him what did you do you know it's like well then why would i even fucking come forward and say anything because mm-hmm. i'm just gonna be treated like a fucking jag off yeah, that's that's all bullshit i mean you should be able to walk down the street naked and not have to worry about getting raped well that's the, and i think it's it's insulting to men like you can't fucking keep yourself together it's definitely it's definitely insulting both ways because if i go to like fucking hooters i'm don't i'm not compelled to rape the women in there you know or be a fucking lech or like you know grab ass at fucking hooters like come on man there's no reason for that (laughs) i was joking about this the other day you know how there's that video that i'm sure you didn't enjoy erica that hot crazy matrix video Yes, remember, remember that, Bob? Yes, that, I do. Yes. What's the what's the male version of that? Is it like the hot, creepy Matrix? You know, like I don't much... even know that there's a there's a there's an equivalent. Well, I don't know. What the, I don't know if there's a video. I or don't anything, know what it would be. Like, oh what, no, what just in the, general. What would I the equivalent be? Like if no. like I was thinking hot, creepy because if you're a woman, you might put up with a certain level of creepiness from a guy if you think he's like insanely attractive. I guess that's fair. Is is it? Is it hot creepy or is it money creepy? No, I think you put up with a lot. Maybe both. And the combination is just, yeah, we're getting maybe married this, and we're staying together forever. But Maybe this needs to be a three-dimensional 
plot well, for I think it I think it's it's like kind of a you're kind of insulting women if you do like hot money matrix because then you're saying like the original then, video wasn't insulting. Well, right, but what I'm saying is now it's like you're insulting him the other way if you're saying like, "Oh, well, women will put up with an ugly guy if he's filthy rich." You know. I mean, there are people out there that no, will sure, do absolutely. That. We could find examples of anything. Right. Um I forget what I was going to say. But no, yeah, it's just like you see dudes like uh, fucking we watched a lot of John Oliver this morning. That's why we keep talking about him. Uh, he showed those videos, those, like clips of Tucker Carlson being all like, men are being destroyed, and we I don't even know what I can say to a woman anymore. And it's like, just use your fucking common sense, man. And like, read social cues. If the chick looks uncomfortable, maybe you need to back off a little bit. Well, you know what's funny is, you know when Mike Pence got And no that- one wants a hug from Tucker Carlson because he's a creepy motherfucker. So and yeah, it, maybe that's why people like, yeah, get off. You know what? And when it comes to hugging female friends you should really only be doing that if you're a guy if the woman comes in for the hug you shouldn't be initiating a hug because that's weird unless you've hugged like five times before you know like if it's your normal greeting most of my dude friends are gay so it's just kind of the way we we say hey <laughs> but i'm but i'm saying hug, that's normal for cheek, you man, right? that's normal for you to assume that every woman wants to be greeted by their male friends with a hug if you're like a guy, that's like weird to think that. I mean, unless that's just kind of the norm for you guys. But it it, it all depends on you. You have to learn to read people. It's situational, right? Right. You it's know, person to person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it really, and and that's what's hard about it is, you know, you you don't is some people know. have no social skills. Yeah. Well, and, and there's the thing, and a lot of these behaviors are going to take a long time to change, you know, as people, our generation, um, raise their kids, they can raise them to say, Hey, these are things that are not cool. Well, and you're hoping that you see changes in the media and in movies and in the depiction of this shit. It's mm -hmm. like, if you go back and you look at, um, any movie where people are being intimate and then the, the guy like starts going and the ladies immediately like, you know, I'm there. It's like, that's not the way things work. But like you're you you're taught that by the media you watch, and no one ever fucking talks about any of that shit until you get older. So yeah. no one knows what the fuck is going on. I mean, it's tough because I think with video games, for example, I think you should be allowed to make the game you want to make, and let the market decide. Like if you if you make Dead or Alive, and the girl's boobs are bouncing all over the fucking place and it sells like fucking crazy, then you did the right thing, See, right? See, I think with that, though, Alex, it's like, okay, but then say, no, I'm making a titty and ass game. Mm-hmm. Right, but that's what Dead or Alive kind of is. Like, it's like extreme beach volleyball in but those wait, games. But like, when, like, I could be wrong about this. I'd have to go back and check, so take it with a grain of salt. I vaguely remember the creator being like, yeah, I, I consider these like characters like my children. You know, and it's like, <laughs> well, it's like, oh, I think we also have to remember Japanese culture is different than American. No, culture. I understand that. But I would I would appreciate more of, of everything. All media is just no, we're we're making a, a titty and ass game. And that that is the game. And that's what we're making. And that's fine if that's what you're doing. But don't try to sell me on like it's something other than that. That's what annoys me is just the dishonesty of, well, about I don't shit. know if they are, but people still get mad. Like, you know, when like uh, 
Soul Calibur. This is Soul Calibur Six is coming out soon, and they're and revealing Ivy is the wearing characters. no clothing. Ivy's wearing no clothing. They just announced another character whose under boob is showing for no apparent reason. You know, and people get mad about that stuff, and it's like, well, just don't buy the game. That's then. always been the game, and you know what? If it sells like shit, they'll either stop making it or they'll make changes. Well, we've right? always said this: you speak with your dollars. That's the biggest problem we have and as a consumer society. Get to a people, point. People convince themselves they need things they don't need, and they buy stuff that they don't actually want to feed addictions. And that that you know, and that happens in gaming a thousand percent. People really do. If you want to change behavior, the number one way to do that is with your wallet. That's the only way. It That's is the only way large corporations respond. I mean, we talk about wrestling, and I can sit here and I could talk about they should push that person, and I'm tired of seeing this guy, and this person sucks, and that girl should be pushed, and Becky Lynch is the top female babyface. None of that fucking matters if the show sucks and you keep giving them money. It doesn't matter yeah, what I say. We had a really big discussion about that one of the last times that we pod when we were talking about wrestling is just that it doesn't make sense. These people go to these shows just to boo. Why are you still paying to go to these shows? It's so dumb. They don't well, care how you react if you sell the fucking place No, out. because their biggest thing is it's a reaction. That's all that we're looking for. Well, and, and the analog in the gaming industry is DLC. You know, and now it's loot boxes. There's more, yeah. but and stop and, giving them money. And that's one of my frustrations is particularly with, with Jim Sterling. Um, the when people complain about DLC, uh, the, there's not a "don't buy it" statement coming with that. If you don't, if you're frustrated with DLC, stop buying it. There's not because they're so addicted to playing. Well, there's they're that gonna f- buy. There's it. that fear of missing out, right? Right. Like, I want to well, be the, able to play this thing my friends are playing. The game the game industry in a lot of ways has been on a downward trajectory DLC-wise since the fucking horse armor in Oblivion. <laughs> so many people <laughs> bought that fucking horse armor, Bob. Right, and that was like, and, and, look, and look, if I'm a if I'm a game developer and I can get a million people to spend $5 on a fucking skin for a horse that took 2 seconds to like do I'm why, going to do why it. Why wouldn't I do it? Right. right. That's easy money from idiots. Yep. So I'm going to do it. No, I don't the think The only way you can get right. that to stop is, is to, to stop buy buying it. it. Exactly. Because yeah. they don't care about your bitching on forums. No. They don't care. They don't nope. They fuck. only care about money. And that's why EA might actually react going forward to what happened with Battlefront 2 right. because the sales tanked. Yeah. So that's they might the only actually react. Look, you, you talked about For Honor. You know, it's not like Ubisoft reacted to what happened with Battlefront 2, you know, and said, oh, we learned from their respect. No, because it didn't affect Ubisoft. I now, don't think For Honor did very well, though, did it? It didn't. But, I you know, and sure. Ubisoft could learn from that, you know, for well, the future. Well, I do but- appreciate that Ubisoft put a, a, female, a female protagonist in the new Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. And I think that was just because they were like, well, this is... There's a market for it. Well, and in Cyberpunk 2077, you'll be able to play as a man or a woman. Oh, that game looks good. There, There's there are market... Well, the game industry in general is bad or, or seems to think there's only one genre at any given time that works. Even well, and just bullshit. the fact that they're like... But, I don't see... Maybe it takes a little bit more development time, but honestly, how much time would it take to stick a... Okay, it's an option for a female protagonist. What do you really have to change there? 
but um, not a ton. It doesn't seem like it would be that much work. I mean, okay, obviously for a game the size of like The Witcher Three, for example, that's a huge game. Mm-hmm. If you go in and you decide, okay, we're gonna make a female option, and we're gonna voice all these lines. So that's basically the time spent, right? Is you have to model and animate the female option. Right. And then you have to hire someone and record all the lines. Right. So is that an investment? Absolutely, it's an investment of time and money. Oh, for sure. But it shouldn't be like... Now, that's a different... I'm giving like a bad example because you wouldn't use a female protagonist in that game because the whole story is based around Geralt. But nonetheless, they could do it but when it's like the faceless protagonist thing where the protagonist doesn't really fucking you could do matter, either one you, you should like in an assassin's creed game like these fuckers don't unless like i mean i didn't play the Ezio game so i think that was kind of core to him but but they've been doing that for a while they did that in assassin's creed syndicate there was a male and female option i don't know how i didn't play that game i don't know if you switched between or if i think you switched between if memory so either serves. way they were like brother and sister or some shit yeah you kind of had both though but it's just when they say shit like, oh, well, you know, like for the multiplayer for Unity that would have taken too much time to animate it. It's like, you know what? Just you didn't think of it. That's fine. We didn't think of it. We'll do better in the future. That's all yeah. you got to say. Don't lie. But but it, And it just keeps coming back to as long as you spend your money on it, they're not going to care. And that's why that's why I legitimately just stopped playing Assassin's Creed games uh, after what was that? Three? With well, three Connor. you thought was garbage. Yeah. I really liked Black Flag, but I, I hadn't. I hadn't played an Assassin's Creed game until before. Yeah, I think I played one, and I was like, "This is kind of garbage." But that's- one's terrible. Two is really good. The Ezio games are supposed to be good. It's from the Ezio games are good. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed Unity, and I tried to go back and play Black Flag, and it wasn't doing it for me. Yeah, I don't, I I personally don't care for the sailing, which I know a lot of people love. I really like. I didn't Black, like the sailing. I really See? really liked Black Flag. There we go. There's something we share in common in gaming, Alex. There are dozens of us. Dozens. <laughs> but, all no, right, but guys. Mean, look, I normally play as women in every fucking game, so I like having the female option. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think you should be pigeonholing it into your games. And if there's a game where it makes sense for the protagonist to be a woman, don't pigeonhole a man in. No, but it's frustrating that it's always like, well, the default is the white male protagonist. Because that's all the developers. No, I understand that, but it's like, you know, eh. Look, if I was writing, if I was going to go write a comic book, you know, chances are my protagonist would be a white dude. Well, you write what you know, right? right? And for me, you know, I I write a little bit. I don't have anything published or anything, but it's it's, usually that's kind of where I go to because you write what you know, right? Well, one thing thing I think that's good to press is something that I've started doing like I talk to myself a lot in the car like I I, I play through scenarios of like how I'm going to interact with people and and I'm glad you guys, you're, I'm you guys glad you're looking, giving him a look too you guys are looking at me like I'm insane um <laughs> but I do this I you know it, it helps me when you know if I'm going to have a conversation later I've prepared Anyways, you know, I just my default is to use he, he, he. And I've I've made a, a, a an effort to switch over to they. switch it over to she. Uh-huh. Um from time to time and just try and be more mixed and not 
you know, try to stay out of my default. Well, I think little stuff like that means a lot to people. You're I mean, so progressive, Bob. It does to me, you know, you know, when you're reading like a textbook or something and you get like usually a tea he or whatever and you see like some yeah. people do. And if you're you're doing anything creative and you're sitting there and you're writing characters out and you're like, just think about it. You know, does it, does what you're doing make sense? Or are you just saying he because you're a dude? Well, also, I think if you're writing in like the sci-fi fantasy genre, it's like you you, you really there, there there's no reason to stick with right anything that we know. You know, you might want a little bit of a basis in unless you're writing historical fiction and you're talking about the Battle of Normandy, like. <laughs> I think you know, the the thing with that though is it's historical fiction. You could literally do you could write other things anything too. with that. Yeah, you know, but because just all a lot of the default media for so long has been the white, and not only just white male, it's been the white female perspective too. And yeah. I think it would do a lot of people a lot of good to hear some different voices. But you were you were trying to end the podcast. I, I was that. trying to end the podcast. We've been Bob's going done. for a minute, and I'm hungry. Oh, that's critical. Yes. So well, you know, I said it last week, or no, Bob said it last week. Erica, I did. So, would you like to say it this week, Bob, the dog? He's not here. Where is he? He's in his crate. Damn. Hug it. me. Hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production.